are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy, God. You are worthy.
Streams flow out. 
devil's head. spirit that you didn't just leave us to ourselves but that you sent the comforter you sent the Holy Spirit to lead us to guide us into truth and into righteousness we thank you Lord God that you gave us your spirit to break chains to set the captives free I believe it's Isaiah 61 that he came to do those things and he is still doing them he is still doing them we got to have faith to believe it remember he didn't just leave us he didn't leave us when he went back to heaven he didn't leave us in uh, with those promises to just us standing on nothing but he gave it to us I thank you Jesus thank you Jesus that worship and praise is a weapon that when we open our mouths the devil has got to go he can't stay in the same atmosphere when we give praise and worship to Jesus he can't stay there because he Jesus lives in our praises Thank yes you. Feel it in this room 
I've experienced it myself when chains broke. And it was because I wanted it so bad, but He wanted it more for me. And I've experienced that more than one occasion where those, those chains that had me bound broke. And it was the power of the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit. I can't stress that enough. If you're battling with something over and over and over and you feel bound and you feel chained, the Holy Spirit wants to break it. He wants to break it more than you do. You just got to give it to Him. You got to give it to Him and you got to believe. Because that's what He came to do, the Bible says. And again, He still does it. He's still doing it. get me to it I believe you'll lead me through it I believe that you will do it right now something has to break I believe you'll lead me through it I believe you'll get me to it I believe that you will do deceive you he will do it he will try anything but Jesus came Jesus came to set it right to tear down every lie because he's Satan is working so against Jesus that when we know the truth Satan will try to deceive you with a lie it's completely opposite and I was just thinking about this the other day. I've heard it say that, that Jesus, the kingdom of God is an upside down kingdom. It's upside down from this world. But I was thinking this world is upside down. Jesus' kingdom is right side up. The world is upside down. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Spirit break Spirit break out 
you, Jesus. We want to please you, Lord God. We're here to lift you up. We're here to worship you. Together in this place, we just look to you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You are so worthy. You are so worthy, Lord God. Let's just worship him. Let's just worship him all together. You can sing your own song. Whatever's in your heart, you can tell it to Jesus. You can tell it to Jesus right there where you are. He hears every one of us. He knows every one of, in, every one of our hearts. He knows what's going on with us. You can speak to him right where you are. And just worship him. We're just here to lift him up and to seek his face. If we don't know the answers, if we don't know what to do, we don't know what to do in certain situations, just let him know. Let him know and let him lead you. That's what he's here for. He wants us, he wants us to come to him. It pleases him for us to worship him. want to go I want to go right back into spirit breakout I want to stay in that stream I believe we're gonna we're, we're starting to tread in something right now I don't know I felt some distraction earlier I felt like something was off something wasn't right but I think we're gonna enter into that I'm asking Kevin to come up and add a little bit with the drums if he can get that thing started I just think it's a good time this morning for us to just take our focus off everything else and focus on him. Take our focus off everything else and focus on him. Hmm. Come on, we just want to welcome him in this place. We want, man, we want him to have his way in this house this morning. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to get moving. Sometimes you've, we've gone through all kinds of things and it's been a busy week and we try to come in here and, and man, sometimes we just expect the worship team to get us where we need to go. But I'm going to ask you this morning to come in here and change the way you think this morning and we're going to bring it all together as a family and we're going to yes. worship. So it's, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying we're starting over. I'm saying we're going to go back into that song as soon as uh, Kevin gets everything geared up back there. Um, so I just want you to take a moment and refocus. Take a moment. Get your mind off everything that's going on. Everything you walked in here with, everything you were thinking about prior to coming in here, the stuff that you're standing there still thinking about. 
You're going to get your mind off school, your mind off work, your mind off your finances. You're going to get your mind off uh, the argument you had. And I just want you to focus on him. I just want you to focus on him because he's the answer to all these things. He's the, he's the one that'll bring the peace. He's the one that'll bring the comfort. He's the one that can come in and change everything. <clears throat> Kevin will fill in when he can. <laughs> we haven't played drums in a while, so uh, we had to find everything. So I want to go back into that. Let's go back into Spirit Breakout. Let's Let's really welcome in this place and actually believe what we're singing. So come on, let's worship as a family. Come on. Spirit break out. Break
Bible study earlier this week and I in my walk with the Lord grow tired sometimes right we grow weary we don't see the fruit and this analogy was brought to the discussion and I I feel like it's something we all need to hear 
that one kernel of corn can be planted in the ground and it can yield a stock of corn. Now listen, one cob of corn has up to 900 kernels. Okay, and each stalk has up to four cobs. So that one seed that you planted yields up to 3,200 kernels of corn. So let us not grow weary in our well-doing. Let us not grow weary when we don't see the harvest. Because the Lord God Almighty says that the the harvest is plenty but the workers are few so where are the workers here today are we workers in this church are we planting the harvest let us feel his presence with our praise and let him know that we are here god we may not see the harvest now god but we're gonna praise you in the waiting Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, it's the one seed. It's the one seed. Come on. in our soul that we can't contain and we can't control. We
serve a jealous God. We serve a jealous God. He wants all of us and not just part of us. And guess what? He'll let you sit. (laughs) He'll let you sit in your mess. He'll let you sit in in everything going on if you don't give him all of you. Man, we serve a jealous God. He wants every single bit of you. 
Amen. Mm, you don't get to pick and choose what you give them. You don't get to pick and choose how much you worship them. Oh, he just wants it all. Man. And it's just something we got to walk into, understanding that all the time, that, that he's not here just to get that little leftover part of who you are. Not at all. Not at all. He wants everything. He's jealous. Mm, he's jealous. And he loves us. Man, I just believe sometimes we're <laughs> we're giving them just you know we're we're giving them literally maybe ten percent of what we have, but we want him to to come down and bless us like we're giving them a hundred. And don't get confused. I'm not talking about finances. I'm talking about your heart. I'm talking about devotion. I'm talking about love. I'm talking about there are so many other things in this world that we give everything to and we give him what's left over. And man, he responds when you give him everything. Mm. So guess what? If you want more, give more. You want him to show up in a different way in your life? You got to do something different and you got to give him more than what you're giving him. Come on. He does not want to be second. He doesn't want to be third. He needs to be number one. Mm. Ah, come on. Mm. Father, we make you number one this morning. Father, it's you first, Lord. Father, we love you. We love you. We love you. Oh, come on, holy. We love you and we thank you. We worship you this morning. We praise you this morning. Father, we put you over everything that's going on in our life. (laughs) Nothing comes before you. Nothing comes before you. We love you, Father. We, We realize, Lord, that when we put you first, you'll take care of everything else. So come on, Lord. We thank you. We want you to have your way in this house today. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in everything we're doing. Mm. Come on, Father. Oh, we love you. We love you. And we thank you that we get to do this. We thank you that we can come together and worship you, Lord. We thank you we have the freedom to do this. Come on. We thank you that we don't have people shutting down our churches and saying you can't worship here. Mm. So, Father, we love you. We worship you. Mm, We worship you and we love you. We love you. We love you. And we just thank you this morning. And we lift you up this morning. And we just give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everybody. Everybody says what? Amen and amen and amen. Now, come on, actually give him what you think he deserves. Tell him how you feel. Come on. Come on. Ah. <laughs> Woo. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. We're going to tell you what. We're going to pray over uh, these kiddos and release them off to our children's church. Then we're going to take a break. In between the break, if you want to give, we're, I'm going to bless the offering, and you can give during the break as we go uh, get a drink or whatever you need to do. Say hello to a bunch of people you had not seen in a while. 
So, Father, right now we lift up our children to you. Bless them, cover them, give them wisdom and knowledge, Lord. Bless their teachers this morning. Bless the ministry this morning. Father, just touch them, Lord. Touch them, touch them. Let them understand how they, how you made them, Lord, and how wonderful they are, Father. I want every one of these kids in here to just know how precious they are, Father, to you. So we thank you for them. Bless them, Father, in Jesus' name. And Father, we, we lift up our offering to you this morning, Lord, as, as we come in with, with open hearts. Father, we just know that you're going to continue to bless and do what you want to do. So, Father, we, we surrender our finances to you, Lord. Father, we ask you to have your way in that, Lord. We know that whatever's given, you can actually multiply that, Father, to, to accomplish what you want done in the kingdom. So, Father, we ask you to continue to use us. Father, continue to touch people here. Continue to move in our lives. And, Father, we just ask for that, Father. We just ask that you continue to do what you want to do. And, and Father, we're standing by. We're just here to say yes and obey. So, Father, we thank you for that. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on. Everybody said amen, amen. Come on. Take a little break. We'll be right back.
I know that's the favorite part of everybody, just kind of hang around talking to everybody, so I'm good with that. I didn't get to say hi to everybody, so hello, everybody. <laughs> Come on. Come on. It's okay. I'm not in a hurry. My Cowboys don't play today, so we can be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Come on. All right. As soon as Kevin's done, we'll be done. Whatever, Kev. I was pastoring. I was pastoring. Everybody uses that. I was in the middle of ministry. Just, just loving on people. Come on, how's everybody doing this morning? Everybody good? Everybody awake? Everybody ready to go? Look, I, I know we, we've had a, a phenomenal week, so uh, it, everything builds up, and then people can get tired, and everything goes on, and it's Sunday, and it's actually the beginning of the week. So um, this is how we're supposed to start our week, is like here. Oh, hey. Hey, how, how y'all doing? <laughs> I love our family. I love our family. Come on. Ah. Well, hey, uh, if you are new here, we would love to reach out to you and say hello. So uh, please fill out a Connect card. Let us know you were here. You can do that on the counter or you can scan that little thing right there. We'll get you all that information. I uh, can't reach out to you and talk to you if you don't let us know you were here. So take some time for that. If you want more information about who we are, what we're doing, you can actually download our app or you can go to our website, get all that information. Uh, there's a lot of events on there, stuff we're doing. Um, so please, if you want information, go ahead and do all that. Um, let's see, couple announcements real quick. Uh, kingdom classes every single week, uh, nine o'clock be over there. So this upcoming week, uh, uh, today was spiritual gifts with Nicole. And then next week is the blessing of serving. So come on, give it up for Nicole. Awesome, I love spiritual gifts. I love talking about that. Man, our body, like this body is made up of gifts. So you need to understand that. Like we're, we're, we are here as a family and we have so many different gifts in this family. We have to use all those, right? This is... Uh, this is definitely not a, you shouldn't be a consumer in this house. Let's put it that way, right? We're not the consumers, we're the providers, right? So in this house, we're the ones with our gifts. If we're using them, we're not sitting on them. If we're actually using them, we should be blessing people in the family with them. I mean, that's what's important. So you got to understand what your gifts are, how you're using them. That's good stuff. Um, that one was free and we're not even in the sermon yet. So there you go. Uh, but kingdom classes are great. Be there. Fall semester small groups, lots of groups going on. That list is up there. Find something for you. Uh, we have everything from young adults and, and to, to men's ministry, women's ministries, got like marriage stuff. We got all kinds of stuff up there. Uh, take a look at that stuff. If you can't find it there, when you go to the bathroom, look at the signs. They're all in there. We try to capture you in your most intimate moments. You just got to get off your phone. <laughs> All right, we got a, uh, this week coming up, we have a food drop on the 26th. This is our, our monthly food drop. So we get to team up with uh, the Welcome Food Pantry. So come on out 7.30 on Thursday. We get to pray for over 300 cars. We're just, man, we are just loving on people. Uh, we're handing out food, but we're also blessing people with prayer and fellowship and loving on them. So if you're not doing anything at 7.30 in the morning on Thursday, meet us over there by air now. Um, in Millbrook, and we would love to have you join us as we bless some people and love on some people. 
I'm excited about next week. Next week is our student, uh, student weekend, so come on. If you don't know what that means is that we do believe in equipping people in this house. Is what that means is that when you come in this house, if you have a gift, we're going to equip, we're going to help you equip that. We're going to help you like hone that in. We're going to help you mold that and stuff. And then we're going to give you a chance to actually use it. So our students will be leading services next week. Uh, they're going to be leading worship. They're going to bring a word. It's going to be phenomenal. They're going to be serving. So uh, come on out expecting something amazing next week. If you want to see this generation, this next, I don't even, what, what, what is this next? What is the generation you guys are in? What are you like? Gen Y, S, Z, W, I don't know. Z, they're Z, Gen Z, okay, Gen Z. I, I don't know what they are, but, but that's what they are. But they're going to be leading, and that's important because we have to equip them to do that, and that's what we should be doing as a family. So we're going to support them and honor that, and God's going to move mightily next week. So I'm excited about that. Um, let's see. I'm just going to pray. That's always important in service. So Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you. Man, we just thank you, Lord, and we love you. Father, just have your way today. Speak what you want to speak. Father, work through my heart and into my lips this morning, Father. Just let it be all of you and none of me, Lord. Bless this house. We love you, Father. We love you, we love you, we love you. We surrender this to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, all right. Well, I want to start off by just thanking everybody for praising the park. We had our praise in the park last night. Come on. Phenomenal job. If you don't know, it takes a lot to actually... Get everything loaded up and get it down to the park and set it up. Not just food and cooking and tents and tables, but the whole sound equipment. Everything's got to be put together for the park and everything's got to come together. Um, and when you do that, what you're doing is you're pouring into a community. And what you don't realize is that, that, that you, are, you are planting seeds. I love that word this morning from Brittany. I don't even know where she went. She's with the kids. See, look at that. Man, already with the kids, serving in the children's ministry. That's what I'm talking about. She came up at the end, and I, I, you know, God had put a word about a seed on my heart. God put a word of a seed on Sarah's heart. Brittany had a word of a seed on it. And I'm like, so I didn't even say anything yesterday at the end of the, the service in the park because I was like, everybody's sharing what God's put on our heart, which was the seed. And it's so powerful when you think about that. It doesn't matter. It's loving on somebody. It's, it's, it could be one word you speak to somebody. It could be the hot dog you handed somebody. Something changes somebody's heart and you don't know it. So you can't judge it based on their reaction, right? You might not ever see the fruit of what you planted just by loving people, just by, just by being nice to people. I loved it yesterday. Where, where, where's Brian at? He's not in here either. Oh, there you are. I didn't even see you. It was just... This guy comes up to me yesterday and he goes, hey, we were closing down. And he goes, man, there's this kid back there and he's on a bike. And he says he doesn't really have a family or a father figure. And he goes, do you have a Bible or something I can give him? So I gave him a following Jesus book. And he went and he's talking with this kid and he hands him a book so he can read about Jesus. I mean, this is our, this is our teens planting seeds in kids. You don't even know how that's going to like affect them. That's what this is about. And they get it. But for us that, you know, for some of us adults, we'd be like, do I really want to approach somebody that I don't really know and ask them and hand them a book and tell them to read a book about Jesus? We won't do that. There's too many people that go, if I don't know you, I'm not talking to you. We're supposed to change that mentality. Like our goal is to be the changers. We are, we are the peacemakers, but we change the atmosphere everywhere we go, which means it's not about us. We can't worry about what people are going to say about us, how weird we look, how weird it sounds. It is all about just doing what he's asking you to do, obeying him and doing that, and then watch what happens when we do that. It's just what you do matters. So what you did yesterday matters. There's a lot of other people touching people there last night too. I saw people praying over people and loving on people. But man, that's just the one thing that I pulled out. And, it, and it's real simple. What you do matters. 
how you respond matters. Especially if we're in there praising in the park and you walk by somebody and don't even say hi, they're like, oh, <laughs> I see what you're doing. This is just all facade. Like you guys make it look like you're really nice people, but then you don't even talk to anybody. So how do, pe- how do people see you? <laughs> what, what reflection are they seeing when they look into your eyes? And if it's not him, something's wrong. If they're not seeing him, you need to change something. Man, I'm All right, I need to get into the service. <laughs> All right, so I, I believe, I, I didn't know this was gonna happen, but this morning um, the Lord was like, hey, we're gonna wrap up this series on shine. It's only been 18 weeks. So I'm gonna try to wrap up 18 weeks of a series into one day to kind of catch you up and remind you of who we are and so you can start understanding why we are here. Like, like you are here on purpose. You are here on a mission. Um, you were made for this. So everything going on in your life, believe it or not, you were made for this. Everything you've been through in your life that Jesus came along and hugged on you and loved on you and got you through, you were made for this moment because he's going to use that in a powerful way, Right? So you're not out of place. You're not in the wrong place. It's not like, I mean, I don't want you to feel like, oh, well, you know, is today's message for me? Yes, because this is just the start of what God wants you to do. If you actually tune in, if you actually receive what he wants to wants you to receive this morning, you're gonna see that you are in the exact right place at the right time. You were born for this. You were molded and breathed into at this time for this hour of what's going on in the earth today. And he chose you and he sets you in the middle of that to change the atmosphere and to change the environment. That's how he works, man. And if you take that, there's a lot of people that don't get to experience what we experience today. There's a lot of people that, that never got to experience this, but you are right in the middle of moments on this earth that matter so much to people around you and the way the world's going and what's going on in this world and how people are reacting in the world. God puts you here on purpose because you're strong enough, right? That's what shining is all about. That's what this whole thing about let's go shine is all about. It's all about reflecting him in you. So when people see you, they see Jesus. When you walk into a neighborhood, when you walk into the store, when you go to work, when you go to school, you change the atmosphere and darkness has to flee. We've been talking about this for 18 weeks. (laughs) Why? Because it's foundational. You can't do anything in the kingdom if you can't figure out who you are. It all goes back to identity. It all goes back to understanding who he created you to be. Other than that, you're just wandering around aimlessly. But we're here on purpose and we're only here for a short period of time. We've shared this before. I mean, you could take a string and put it across this room and take a pencil and put a little dot on that string and that's your life compared to eternity. So you only have so long to impact a world. Now for us, we're like, yeah, but we got eternity. Yes, we do, but not everybody does unless we actually do our part while we're on this little dot on the string and actually go and influence people and show people who Jesus is and love on people the way he loves on them so we can build the kingdom so they can be with us in eternity. Does that make sense? And every day counts, every day matters. And we just got a call this morning from, Jules got a a message on Facebook that her aunt died, or her, I'm sorry, her sister-in-law died. Didn't even know she was sick. Just like that. We can no longer impact her. 
That's deep. You can no longer talk to them or apologize to them or make things right or share the gospel or anything. Just like that. She just came up to me during worship and she was like, uh, this just happened. And I was like, oh man. So that's that quick. So every moment counts. Every day you wake up and breathe, you should be excited and ready to go to go out and just share what God's doing in your life. Man. So shining is simply a secondary consequence to understanding who you are in identity, being in relationship with him. So shining, being a light, him filling you up inside, right? To change who you are is just a secondary consequence of you being in relationship with him. So guess what? You don't have to work at it. If you are honestly in relationship with him, you shine. You don't have to work at that. Like it happens. It happens. So if you're not shining, you might want to look at your relationship. And don't look at anybody around you because nobody around you can cause you not to shine. Nobody around you can determine if you're having a good day or a bad day. Nobody can do that. You make that decision every single day when you wake up to be a good person, to shine, to go out and change the world. It doesn't matter what's going on. Don't let anybody determine how your day goes. We only get so many of them. Man, we only get so many of them. (sighs) Okay. So how's that? I really want to kind of, let's see, I want to go back. Let's work forward. So to shine, uh, shining comes through identity. Identity comes through relationship. Relationship comes through a trust and and through a mutual um, fellowship, right? Um. And through that, you understand who you are. You understand the love of God. So it all starts with the love of God and his love for you. In other words, until you realize how much he loves you, it's hard to do anything else. It really is. But when you realize how much he actually loves you, that changes everything. It changes because you're no longer dependent upon anybody else. You're no longer going, well, if so-and-so would just like me, if I would just have this many more friends on social media. No, 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 no. He fills you up. You need nobody else. Nothing else. And if you're dependent on anything else other than him, then we need to work on that. I know this is a deep one, but this is what shining's all about. And if we could understand that, man, we're... Hmm. So who are you? Why are you here? There's a purpose. There's, we talked about all this stuff. Uh, I want to go, I'm going to go right into to Genesis. I'm just going to share this scripture. So you know where I'm coming from. Genesis 1, 26 through 28. And it was real simple. It just says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock and all the wild animals on earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky and all the animals that scurry around the ground. So he made us, he built us, he formed us, right? He molded us, everything else he spoke into existence. Us, he molded us and then breathed life into us, right? And gave us authority. 
And the problem is, is that we don't understand the amount of authority we actually have. He said, govern the world, govern the earth and everything in it. He goes, I give you all that authority. And what happened is then we go through the whole Adam and Eve thing. And what happens is we, we, we lose that. We don't really lose it, but we, we, now we start to think. <laughs> and that now, we, now we start understanding what sin is. And now we go against what God said. So all of a sudden our minds are messed up and we're shameful. So now we, can't ent- we think we can't enter back into his love, which changes our authority. Does that make sense? Uh, I love that part in Genesis 2, 7. It says, then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils. And he became a living person. So why are we created? To fellowship with him, to experience his love. Like he... He doesn't, look, God really doesn't need us to worship him. Does that make sense? I don't confuse this. Don't hear what I'm not saying. He doesn't need us to go for a walk with him. He loves us and he wants us to experience his love. And he wants us to love him back. But he doesn't need you. Like he's God. If you won't do it, he'll create something else. Right? He says, if you won't cry out to me, I'll make the rocks cry out to me. Right? So worshiping him is great. Talking to him, fellowshipping with him is awesome. But he created you to experience his love, understand his love, and then do what? Go out and govern the world through his love. So he created you to be loved. And if you understand how beloved you are, that's powerful. That gives you the authority to go out and do what he's asking you to do. So he created you for a union with him. He created you so we walk in union with him, that we're tied to him with everything. We're tethered to him. That's why he created us. In his image, to look like him, talk like him, love like him. But we decided to do our own thing and we fell into this lie, right? We fell into this lie. Hmm. So he's the light. And when he's in us, see, here's the thing. He's the light and his love is the light. And when he's inside of you, because you accept him in, in your heart, I don't even think we can even say we accept him into our heart. We, we, we don't welcome him into our heart. He's God. If we're welcoming him, we're not God. Then who's God? Like, I don't give him permission to come into me. I think he's there. He doesn't need our permission to do anything. But he wants us to accept him. He wants us to say, come. Like, he's there waiting on us. He needs a, a mutual relationship. You know, relationship is two ways. Right. There's got to be a communication both ways. Like he'll, he'll talk to you and talk to you. you know, he'll never leave you. He's not going to not love you. That's hard for people to understand. There's nobody he does not love. Mm. I'll get back to that. So he is love. God is love. And having that authority to understand the authority, this is all shining. So I'm going to jump all over the place because I got 18 weeks to, 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 this is supposed to remind you kind of, of everything we talked about for 18 weeks. So we want the authority. We need the authority. We, we don't understand that the, the authority we can walk in will change the world if we believe in it, right? So, so we can pray over people. People can get healed. Why? Because we have authority. We have the right to break the chains off. People can be set free through us by God, through us, through belief and faith and understanding and belief in who we are. That's needed in this world. That's why we're here. 
We just got to act on it. So you're a beloved son or daughter. How do we know that? Because the Bible says that. Right? right? It says, you accept me and, and I, all of a sudden I've created you and now you're a son and daughter and, and, and I love you. And you, if you're a son and daughter, now, you, now you're heir to his kingdom. You're heir to everything. It, you're, you're a prince and a princess. So because we've accepted that, because we've, we've said, you know, uh, and we trust and follow him and have faith and believe in him because of our belief, now all of a sudden we have authority based on who we are, not what you do. So you get it. Now he gave it to you. I think Kevin, Kevin shared it. Uh, I think he shared it this way. I'll probably get it wrong, but we're... Um, he says it's kind of like being a lotto winner and having a ticket, but don't know you got the winning numbers. Technically, you're kind of a millionaire, <laughs> but you don't know it. So you don't operate with the authority you could have if you actually cashed the ticket in. So a lot of you are walking around not understanding the authority you have to change the atmosphere where you walk into and you just deal with the junk that's going on in your life because you're not willing to cash it in and say, but I'm a son or daughter, this can't happen to me. I have authority over all this stuff going on in my life and in the world. And we've got to walk in that authority. So the key to all this is accepting his love, allowing his love to saturate us, penetrate us, boil down deep inside of us to everywhere we go that the only choice is love. Does that make sense? The more you're filled up with him, the more it comes out of you. The more you fill up with the worldly stuff, the more the worldly stuff comes out of you. Does that make sense? So you can't be half in the world, half in the kingdom and wonder why your life's wrong. You can't be like, but it's only movies and it's only music and it's only, you know, a conversation and a relationship. It's only that, but I love you, Lord. Why is all this stuff not working? Because he wants all of you. You can't be half and half. You can't be in and out. By understanding your beloved, it, it, can, it can take care of all those needs that you're finding somewhere else. It's the only reason why we do what we do in different places that we do them is simply because you don't feel the love from him, which isn't a problem of his. It's a problem of yours. It's not because he's not close to you. It's not because he doesn't. I mean, I truly believe that when you're struggling with something in your life and you're not taking it to him, I believe he's weeping over that. Because he loves you that much that he understands. If you'll just give it to me, I'll make this better. You're my child. Think about that. How many, you, if you have kids, think about that. If your kid's holding on to something and won't tell you and they're struggling with it, you're just like, what's your problem? I can help you through this. He's saying the same thing. He's like, why are you hanging on to what you're hanging on to? Just give it to me. Surrender it to me. I'll take care of it. He's weeping over that because he loves you that much. He weeps over everything you do that doesn't align with him. So I'm reading this book called Abba's Child by Brennan Manning. Phenomenal book um, about the love of God. And he's an author. He was a priest, um, but he's no longer a priest. They removed him from that. Um, but he was an author. He passed away before, but he had a amazing, I actually wrote a quote and I don't usually do that. So, but I just really thought it was powerful when I read it. 
says it takes a profound conversation to accept that God is relentlessly tender and compassionate towards us, just as we are. So just as we are, not in spite of our sins and faults, but with them. Though God does not condone or, or sanction evil, he doesn't withhold his love because there's evil in us. See, just because you're struggling with something doesn't mean he doesn't love you. He doesn't condone that, but he goes, I love you anyway because I made you and I want you healed and I want you whole. So you can't run from him because he's running with you, right? I've shared that before. Like, like you can try to run away from him, but he's just running beside you. And where are we going? Like, where are we going? The only way he turns away from you is because you turned away from him. And I still think he's running next to you. You just turned away from him and can't see him. I think he's ghosting you. Ava does that to me once in a while. I turn around like, why are you right behind me? That's how God is. He's ghosting you all the time. Like he's holy ghosting you. <laughs> kind of works. <laughs> he's holy ghosting you all the time. He's always there. In everything you do, he's always there. Doesn't matter how bad it is. He loves you anyway. He loves you in the middle of it. I mean, that's probably the greatest thing ever. And it doesn't have to be sin. Well, it can be sin, but it doesn't have to be like the worst sin. It's any sin. It could be disobedience. It could be like, look, man, I told you to do something and you didn't. And now guess what? You know that you didn't do it. It's pretty simple. When God tells you to do something, you don't, you don't do it, you know it. And it eats up inside of you, right? It just eats you up because you're like, ah, oh, why didn't I do that? Right? But the only thing that keeps you from him at that moment is the shame that's on your heart. It's shame. You're shameful because you didn't do what he asked you to do. So therefore you hide. Come on, let's go all the way back. Um, let me see. I think I got scripture up there. Let's go back to Genesis. Um, yeah, Genesis 3, 6 through 11. This is exactly how it works in your life when you do something wrong or you don't obey God. This is how this happens. It says, the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened and they, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was, I was naked. He said, who told you you were naked? The Lord asked, have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? God didn't leave. He knew they ate from the tree. He knows everything. They hid because they were shameful. The shame didn't change God, it changed them. Does that make sense? Your sin doesn't change God, it changes you. Your disobedience doesn't change God, it changes you. He loves you the way you are. In the mess you're in, he's not going anywhere. If you'll just simply turn it over to him and give him everything you got. Man, he can change that. And then you won't be walking in that. It's all about shame. He says, I'll take away your shame. I'll take it away and then we can walk freely and you'll have freedom and we can change the world. If you just give it to me, 
But man, we hold on to so many things so tight. We don't want anybody to know, right? But the point is, it says that when, you, when, when darkness, right, is exposed to light, what happens? It has to change. It can't stay there. So the point is, the whole point of you sharing with people and sharing with your family if you're struggling with something is because that brings it to the light and the light changes the situation and then God can come in and do everything he wants to do. Does that make sense? Ah, this all ties into shining, y'all. It's hard to shine if you're dealing with all this stuff and you don't understand all this stuff. All right, let's go to 1 John 4. I'm gonna read seven through whenever. First John 4, 7. It says, dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. So if you love, then you're a child of God and you know God. But anyone who does not love does not know God for God is love. So if you have a problem loving people, you probably don't love God, right? Which means you probably don't know God because it says we're supposed to love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but the way or that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. So his love is brought to full expression inside of you. His love is there, full expression. Now it's gotta come out of you in what? Love. If light's inside of you, light has to come out of you. If darkness is inside of you, darkness is gonna come out of you. Does that make sense? Verse 13, it says, And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. Have you truly put your trust in his love? Because this way, when you do mess up, if you do trust in his love, he's the first one you go to. <laughs> if you don't trust in his love, you hide away like kids hide away from their parents when they do something wrong. I just won't tell them I got a bad grade in school as your phone's beeping and all the messages are coming in from the school. <laughs> we, we tell Ava all the time, we're like, look, if we ask you a question, we already know the answer. Just... <laughs> It's just a challenge to see if you're going to tell the truth. Because <laughs> we're not asking a true question that we don't know. Right? I'm just like, are you going to be truthful? Are you going to trust the love in me as a father and Jules as a mother? Are you going to trust that? The same way we trust in the love of God. So I can take anything to him because he loves me. And I trust that. And I trust his love can make it all better. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. 
So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. You can live like Jesus here in this world. How did Jesus live? Read the Bible. What's neat is they just talk about a few things like the Bible says we couldn't even begin to put all the stuff that happened and how he changed the world and what he did. But what you see in the Bible is exactly how he behaved, his character, his integrity. We are supposed to live like that. And it's not a struggle. The cool part is, is when you actually love him and seek him and have a relationship with him, that's natural. You don't have to wake up and go, all right, I'll put on my happy face today. I got to go pretend I love people. You just get up and you're excited and you go love people. I mean, it's so awesome, right? But that comes from him. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. So perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he first loved us. That fear part really gets me. Because we're in a season right now, man, I felt this last night where we were down in the park and we're, we're worshiping in the park and they got all these decorations up and stuff. The world celebrates holidays. And, and I'll just be honest, like most people don't even understand what the holiday is. People just want candy and they want to dress up like something else. Get that in your mind, what I just said. You want to dress up like something else because you don't know who you are. And you think it's better to be something else. You think there's more power in looking like something else other than how God made you to look. Right? I remember as a kid, this time of year, when I was forced to watch horror movies. Yeah. Watch the scary movie on TV, put the fear inside of me. I couldn't be in the dark. Like, that's real. That's real stuff. But what we do is we take it for granted because we're like, well, look, it's the only thing in the movie theater. Let's go watch it. It looks, it's just a slight horror. A <laughs> little bit of suspense and thriller stuff. Just not too much gore. And what we put inside of our body is what comes out of us. Does that make sense? So in a holiday season like this, where people celebrate this type of holiday, what they're celebrating is evil and they're giving it. And people go, no, I don't think of it that way. doesn't matter what you think about. Unfortunately, if you're watching it, if you're listening to it, if you're eating it, you become it. If you're in the word, if you're in him, if, if you're fellowshipping with him, that's all that's in you. That's what you become. There's scripture for that. Uh, I'm gonna, sorry, I'm not going to finish that scripture. Let's go to another one. Um, where do I want to read that? Um, Roman, follow along if you can. Um, that's why I gave you all this scripture so we could talk about it. Um, let's see. Go to Genesis 30, 37 through 40. Genesis 30, 37 through 40. Talking about Jacob here. And Jacob is, um, so Le Jacob's been work working for Laban for a long time and now he's trying to leave and he had to fight for his wife and got a fake wife and, <laughs> you know, all, all this stuff goes on, right? So, uh, so all this stuff happens and, and now Jacob's leaving. He makes a deal with Laban and he says, man, I'm going to leave, but I'm only going to take all of your flock, your, your sheep that have um, spots in them, spots or colors in them, everything that's, that's, that's pure white and, or pure black, that, it's all yours, I'm not gonna touch it. Then if, I, if anybody sees you know, me with anything but spotted sheep, then, then they're gonna know that I stole it from you and all this stuff or whatever. 
other way. So I'm going to read this scripture because I think this is important because what happens is Laban goes in and actually steals all those sheep from him. So all he has left are white and black sheep, solid white and black. So what he says, I got an idea for that. And it says, then Jacob took some fresh branches from poplar, almond, and plane trees and peeled off strips of bark, making white streaks in them. Then he placed these peeled branches in watering troughs where the flocks came to drink, and that was where they mated. And when they mated in front of the white streaked branches, they gave birth to young that were streaked, speckled, and spotted. Jacob separated those lambs from Laban's flock, and at mating time he turned to the flock to face Laban's animals that were streaked and, and black. And this is how he built his own flock. Basically what he's saying is what you behold, you become. What you stare at, what you ingest, what you look at, you become. He goes, I just took these lamb, these sheep, these pure things, and I put something in front of them that wasn't pure. And because of that, they changed and became to come with spots and, and stripes and all kinds of stuff. So what are you putting in front of you? What are you allowing your kids to watch? What are you allowing them to listen to? What are you allowing them to do? Come on. And it's changing them and you don't even know it because you think it's just the world. It's okay. It's what we do now. It's just the music. I'm telling you, it's serious stuff and it's changing them because that's what they're looking at. What you look at, what you listen to, what you behold, you become. If you gaze at it, you become it. But what if you just gazed at him? Come on. <laughs> what if you were just gazing into his eyes all the time? Guess what you're going to become? Like him. If every day it's him and you're gazing into his eyes, you become like him. Man. And you go, but this is hard. No, it's not hard. You wake up and gaze into his eyes. Or, okay, I don't know what your day is like, but if you wake up and you go straight to Facebook or Instagram or let's see what the world's doing in TikTok and let me see how many likes I got, that's the first thing you're ingesting. There's a lot of stuff about the first. It's called a tenth in the Bible, right? There's a lot of stuff about the first of how he blesses the first. So what's the first thing you do in the morning? Is that what you want him to bless? What you're looking at in the morning? When he should be the first thing on your mind. Wake up, put him first, and oh, wow, all of a sudden he's blessing that. He's multiplying that in your life, and things change. But what are you doing? Hi, baby. I just love it when you're sitting right there. Here's the thing. So how do you stay in it? As you stay filled up in that, as you stay locked with his eyes, you get so filled up with light, darkness can't come in. It's that simple. And I'm trying to make it sound simple. It's that simple. You stay filled up on what is of him. There's no room for anything else. Now, guess what? Now that you're filled up and you remove part of that, let's say you're, let's say you're reading your Bible every day and you're listening to worship music every day and you're praying every day and all of a sudden you decide after a little while, I got too busy, I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm just not gonna read my Bible. Well, in that space time that you used to read your Bible, something's gonna fill that space. Now, what are you inputting into your body at that moment? You just can't take something out and not put something in. There's a void. Your body craves something, right? So when you don't think about his love, you think about everybody else's love for you. And then you get offended and upset when people don't like you. And then, then you're like, well, I got to get more friends. So I'll just go to my, my whatever page. I don't even know all the social media stuff. 
right? And you'll, you'll go on there and you'll be like, who likes me? Who likes me? Who likes me? I can't believe I posted that yesterday and I only had five people like me. Now you're ruined for the whole day because you're like, I thought that was the most important thing I ever had to say. Everything is based on other people and not on him. If you could just understand how much he loves you and cares about you and he made you this way and you don't have to be different than the way he made you, you are loved. He will operate in you and through you. I just got a lot of scripture. Let me see. Oh, man. You guys good so far? <laughs> it's shining, guys. This all ties into shining. First John 1, 5 through 7. First John 1, 5 through 7. It says, this is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. You can't say you're having fellowship with God and then go on living in spiritual darkness. You're lying. We are not practicing the truth, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Come on, man, this is powerful stuff. And here's the thing, this isn't to condemn you. This is, if, if there's a conviction in this, if you're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, that means it's time to change. That means it's okay to step forward. You know, don't leave out of here today without going, you know what, God, I'm ready to change. I'm done with this. I'm done with being two-faced. I'm done with acting like I'm not supposed to act like this way. I'm done with pretending. I'm just ready to give it all to you. And guess what he'll do at that moment? It'll change. He'll break the chains off stuff. If you allow him to, if you actually accept his love, it starts with him. Hmm. So yeah, whatever mesmerizes you, is what you become like. So what are you mesmerized with? What is it that you desire the most every single day when you get up? Chances are you're mesmerized by it. And that will affect you. Like I love donuts. <laughs> and coffee. They are affecting me. <laughs> and I gotta change that. <laughs> right? Because I will, I will become what I behold. <laughs> Becoming a donut right now, all right? So I got to change the way I think and realize I don't need that anymore in my life. Not that it's not good and tastes good. I mean, a lot of stuff in the world will taste good and look good, and you'll, you'll wish you had it, right? But you don't need it. There's a difference between a want and a need. You need God. You just want other things. But he says, if you actually take what I'm giving you, it'll satisfy the need for anything, you won't want anything else because you're like, nothing can provide the way you provide. Nothing satisfies me the way you satisfy me. So it turns your gaze back to him and you just go, man, it's so good when I'm with you. Why would I ever not do that? It doesn't make any sense. But we are human and we go through some stuff. So you'll take that path and you'll decide to make a decision and then shame takes over. And now you're, you're hiding from God and God's like, oh my gosh. Will you quit hiding from me? Just give it to me and let's get back into fellowship and start walking this thing out. You only have so much time. 
I love y'all. <laughs> so let's just reinforce some stuff. First Peter 2, 9 through 12. First Peter 2, 9 through 12. It says, but you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Hmm. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from the worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable, honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. Man, that's good stuff. You are a royal nation. You are holy, royal priests. That's who he made you. So why do we not act like that? Right? And then it says just, what do you do with your unbelieving neighbors? You love them, right? This is why it's so important you don't become like them to befriend them. Does that make sense? I'm not saying you have to stay away from them. God wants you to love them, but you don't change to befriend them, right? The whole point of you becoming good friends with them is so that they will change into what they're gazing at and they're gonna wanna know who are you and why do you act like this? And then when you tell them about Jesus, their life changes forever. Does that make sense? I love it. I looked over there and saw Brandon and I just started thinking about the basketball team again. I mean, we wanna build a gym <laughs> so we can have basketball again. Brandon and I used to fight all the time over basketball because he'd get all these guys from all across the country <laughs> come in and play basketball because it was the only place they could come and have a safe place to do that and because of that there were holes in the wall every all the time and things would get messed up and I used to come in and go Brandon another hole and I'd have to try to fix the hole we, and I had to put padding up and all this stuff and the whole time he's like look man they're like we're just playing basketball I'm giving them a safe environment and we're loving on them come on but my mind was really caught on finances at that point. I was like, I got to stop the bleeding. And that's just, that's just like a fresh wound every day I walk in. <laughs> I am a different man now. Let's build it <laughs> with strong walls. You build it, they'll come. <laughs> let's do it the right way, right? Or let's borrow somebody else's and destroy their stuff. <laughs> Good with that too. Either way, you know, it all works. Man. But that's it, man. This is, this is it. And why is it all important? Why is shining important? I, I, you know, there's been a long time since this Bible was written to the time we are at right now. It's been many generations and generations and generations of people trying to do the same thing, but not really understanding it. Not understanding it. They, they become Christians and they give their heart to Christ and then they show up at church and take communion and go home and check it off the list and go, but I'm a Christian, so I'm good. I know where I'm going. And this is why we're still talking about this because his kingdom is supposed to come. 
But guess what? All of creation is waiting on us to know who we are so we can start taking authority over all of creation. And until we do that, things don't change and we're just going to turn it over to the next generation and go, we tried, kind of. Your turn. That's what's been happening through the years and through the years and through the years. Verse in Romans 8, 19 through 21. Romans 8, 19 through 21. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subject to God's curse. Hmm. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. Man, he created everything, but everything went under a curse. Right? And we're the only ones that can take authority back over this earth from what the enemy's trying to do. Which means we can make it good for us and our little family and say, but we're good now. Like, I'm, we're good. I took care of the ones closest to me. Or we can say, let's change the world. Like, let's go out and actually declare what's supposed to happen and take authority over what God wants done in this world. Because everybody's waiting. Like, there's so many people that don't even know about this. Man, but it's got to come through you. It's got to come through you actually wanting to do something different than you're actually doing. Like I said in the beginning, like, this is not supposed to be consumer-based. Like, we're supposed to get filled up, but we're supposed to be so light that when we walk out, people change. Environments change. Lives change. I'm so thankful that happened to me. And if that happened to you the way it happened to me, you would understand why I'm up here telling you how important it is. We all have a story. We all know who we were before. We all know what we came out of. How many people are still stuck in that? Because they haven't heard the gospel the right way. They don't understand how loved they are. They don't understand who God is. And they shy away from it because of what religions told them throughout all these years. Man, sometimes we gotta, we gotta break that, man. This is... Uh, we got to be different. We just have to be different in how we do things. People have been trying it the old way for a long time. They've been trying it the old way for a long time. And look, I'm not bashing. I think there's churches for everybody. So please don't take it as a church bash. I'm not saying we're the only church in the world that does it right. What I'm saying is that people get comfortable in their little atmospheres. And if they're allowed to stay there, they will stay in a comfort level, right? That makes them and their family happy. And they don't care about anything else. Or they'll simply pray, pray from a distance. Prayer's good. Does that make it bad? No. Does it make it life-changing? Nope. Man, go lay hands on people and actually get out there and change something. Do something that, that, that makes your, your short time on this earth so meaningful because you're doing what he's asking you to do. Man. You know, we were... Uh, we went up to the ramp this weekend, my wife and Amber and Ava and um, Peter and Amanda Wilcox and their family. So we went up to the ramp and it was phenomenal to watch hundreds and hundreds of teens get wrecked and just so good. And that past, man, I wasn't even going to share this, but I guess it's on my, my heart. So I don't even know if I have it. I just... Um, the worship was phenomenal and kids are getting wrecked and the pastor shared a message which was really powerful, but it really took me to a part in the Bible that hit home when it came to 
obedience and what we're supposed to do. And it was out of the, the book of Joshua. Um, and this is right when they're getting ready to take Jericho, right? So they go in and, and, and Joshua gets a word from God to take Jericho and they're going to walk around the city seven times and all this stuff. But he tells them, like, there are some things you're not going to do. And there are some things that you're going to do. Like you're, you're, you're not going to keep anything for yourself. Everything is going to come back to the Lord and you're going to do all these things, right? And then there's a guy in there, um, the, the young man that's in there. I think he's a young man. I don't know how old he is. Um, but this is right before they go to defeat, uh, to go against the um, AI, the city of AI. So basically they go in, they take Jericho. AI is a smaller city, right? And they send out people to go look in the AI. They're like, hey, go take a look. And they come back and they go, hey, man, we really only need 3,000 people. We can go in that city. We just took Jericho, man. Just give us 3,000 people. You guys chill out. We're going to take 3,000 people. We'll go take that city. We'll get with you later, right? That's what he tells them. And God this whole time has already told them, there's things you can't keep and you can't keep this, you can't keep that. And there's things you have to do. So you have to walk in obedience to what I'm telling you if you want me to keep blessing you. There are 3,000 people get up there to AI and AI destroys them. Like they push them back. They kill 36 of their people as they're chasing them down, but they get completely wiped out. And Joshua's like, what's going on? Like we just took Jericho. And if you think that was a normal story, you're wrong. Like they literally walked around a city <laughs> with nothing quietly. <laughs> like there's some severe, like godly things going on there. All right. But here, this, this, this guy's name is uh, Achan. And if you look at Achan, Achan does one guy, one guy disobeys. He was the only one that says, I'm going to keep some gold, some silver. I'm going to keep a Babylonian uh, um, robe or whatever it was. And he keeps it and he buries it under his tent, but God knows, right? So he goes against what God said. And because of that, 3,000 men get defeated, right? And because of that disobedience, he stopped his entire generation from moving forward. They stoned and killed his entire family out of disobedience. So what has God told you to do that you're like, ah, eh, it ain't that important. It's only a couple, couple things. This guy was the only guy. This guy was the only guy out of everybody to keep something and disobey God. And because of that, death, destruction. So does it matter if you're doing things right? Yeah. Does it matter if you actually listen to what God's telling you to do? Yeah. Does it truly matter if you actually walk out in obedience? Yes. But when he, when, I, when he said that and I started digging into that, I was like, man, come on. How important is it that we actually do what he asked us to do? I mean, they, they were all doing everything right and they took Jericho, but they couldn't take AI because one guy, one guy, and then it wiped out everything of his forever. That's serious stuff. Dig into that one a little bit. I might preach on that more another day, but... I couldn't get that off my heart. So anyway, the sooner you know who you are, the sooner we can operate in authority. Thank you for actually getting a rag and cleaning that up. That's awesome. Now your dad doesn't have to shampoo right there. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> He's like, who did it? So yeah, the sooner we understand who we are, the sooner we can operate in authority, 
the sooner all of creation will start to understand what's going on, the sooner we can change this world, the sooner his kingdom comes. So is it important that we're shining? Is it important that we understand who we are, that we are beloved? Is it important that we understand the love of God and how much he loves us? Yes, because that's it. You know, you, you don't know who we are until we understand how loved we are, right? You don't know who you are until you understand how loved you are. And authority comes through what? Identity. Right? Authority comes through identity. Identity comes through relationship and relationship comes through a surrender to him. It all starts with that surrender. It all starts with that one moment. It takes one moment where you just go, you know what? I'm tired of running, Lord. I'm tired of hiding. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of keeping everything you've ever, that I've done wrong in my life to myself and not telling anybody. I'm tired of putting on a facade. I'm tired of wearing two masks, one mask in front of my Christian friends and one mask in front of my worldly friends. I'm tired of doing that. It's time to take a stance and be all in with him, all in with him. And it's okay. And you're like, yeah, but who cares what anybody else thinks about you? It's all about what he thinks about you. But if you understand how life will change completely when you go, you know what? I'm all in with you, Lord. He will grab a hold of that and manipulate that and mold that and breathe life into that. Man, he's going to shape it. And pretty soon lives are going to be being changed because of you, because of your obedience. Or you can continue walking in this two-faced moment and understand you'll be asking questions like, why am I dealing with this? How come I don't have freedom in my life? How come this isn't working? How come there's no favor on me? How come this works for everybody else? Because they're all in and you're not. doesn't mean he can't. I'm sure God will do whatever he wants to do. But I tell you, it's a whole lot easier when you're in a loving relationship with Papa and he just, man, you just sit on his lap and he's like, come on, man, let's go. Let's have a good time every morning. Wake up. Lord, what do you want me to do? What's next on the list? Who can I talk to today? Divine appointments every single day so I can go out and speak life into people. Man, there's excitement in that. There's something in that where lives change and we just don't wake up every day waiting to come home so I can watch my favorite Netflix again. If that's your day and you're like, well, I've got to go to work oh, and you're at work going, I just want to go home so I can watch my favorite show because that brings me joy. And he's like, I'm bringing you joy if you'll let me. You'll write your own movie, your own script and wherever you go, things will change and it'll bring joy in everything you do. If you put me first. Hmm. All right. I'll wrap it up with one last scripture. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. And then I'm done. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Let me say that again. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created a new in us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And he planned stuff for us. He has, he has such purpose in our life that he molded us for that he's waiting for us to walk out. You know, the cool part about that is that you can take a step in the wrong direction and it doesn't change what he made you for. You know, it just doesn't change what he made you for. He's just waiting for you to get back on board. He's like, well, come on. Like the promise is still there. If you'll trust in me, if you'll believe in me, right? If you'll love me and let me love you, 
but you don't have to earn it. So maybe that's what's different today is today's just a day for you to say, you know what, I'm done. Because if we spend a lot of time focusing on how to, how to do it ourselves, <laughs> that wastes a whole bunch of time and you're never going to get there because you can't do it on your own. You can only do it through him. But if you'll just hand it to him, man, he'll take that thing and it'll be so good. Like it'll change everything in a heartbeat. And it's not about what you do. He's our, it's free, right? So that's a free gift. He says, you don't have to earn it. So which means what he's trying to tell you is you just come as you are. You know how many people say, I'll come to church once I straighten up. Can I tell you this? If you come to church, you'll straighten up. Because <laughs> the presence of the Holy Ghost comes in and you have no choice. You just feel it. Like, I want to be better. I want to be different. I don't want to be the same thing I'm at. I already am, right? You, you want to change. But if you truly want to change, then today it starts today. I think today is the, a perfect time for that. I don't know, Chuck, you want to play some music? Let's everybody just stand up. Let's get everybody on their feet. Mike, you can sit. I love you. <laughs> He's like, I'm trying to get up. <laughs> Come on. I love you, Mike. Come on. Yes, people bring him to church every Sunday. Because he can't do it on his own. Every Sunday, people show up to bring him to church. And if you're not there, he calls you. Because he called me this morning. Because I forgot I was supposed to pick him up. But I came and got him. James worked it out with me. I already had the deal. I just forgot. But man, it just hit me this morning as I'm dropping him off. I was like, man, I hope people do this for me. Because he, don't, he doesn't want to miss this. He loves this. This is what he lives for, to be in fellowship with family. And, and man, this is his life. We take so much for granted. We take so much for granted. And we have this free will to go do what we want. And we got people that can't even get here unless somebody picks them up. Man. Unbelievable. Brother, I can't wait to dance with you. We're going to be dancing for a long time. Hopefully side by side. Man. Ah. Oh. Man, we're just supposed to shine. We can't do that if we don't surrender to everything first. So I don't know what you're dealing with. Look, let's just close our eyes. Let's just surrender some stuff to the Lord. Man, I just feel like today's the day that you can, you can truly let go of some stuff. And it doesn't matter how big or how small it is. What is it that preoccupies everything? What is it that steals a little bit of time? Maybe it's time to take that and lay that down. Maybe it's time to remove that from your life. And guess what? You might have tried it before, but you haven't tried it with him. It doesn't matter. Because when you try it with him, it will change everything. So I want to pray for you this morning. I, I just truly feel like today is the day when you can walk out of here with freedom. And that means it's going to take some boldness. It means it's going to take you stepping out of your norm and saying, I just need prayer. 
think today's the day you can come to the altar. Today's the day you can come on up here and you can just ask God to take it all. And I don't know what that's dealing with. I don't know what issue that is. I don't know what it is that that, that, that entails. Whatever sin it might be sin, it could just be a simple man. It could just be something you're you're just not doing something right. Maybe you're not walking in obedience. Maybe you're hiding stuff. I think a lot of us can relate to the movie called Multiplicity where the guy creates different versions of himself. And they all act differently, but it's different versions of who he truly is. And sometimes we create that in our lives so we fit in in different areas. And you don't need to do that anymore. I think you got to come back to, to the wholeness, to the oneness, to the union with him of how he created you. I want you to have that this morning. I want you to have that freedom this morning. So I'm going to welcome you up. Just We're going to open up the altar this morning. Um, you can pray up here. You can come up here. I want to pray over you. And we have prayer partners that want to pray over you. And this doesn't have to be some horrific thing it could be and if so I hope it is and I hope we're just going to pray then if that's it then you're going to be set free today we just believe that that's the power of family that's the power of doing this together it doesn't matter what you're going through you will be set free this morning Mm, and you can do that man you can release it all to him this morning you can surrender it to him You can accept him into your heart. You can welcome him in. You can have belief and love and welcome his love into your life. And that will change you forever. But man, this world's waiting on us. You were made for this moment. You were made for this time. And man, you got to be all in when we do this. You have to be all in. So I'm just going to open it up. I'm going to pray. And then, man, Father, we just love you, Lord. We thank you, Father. I ask you right now to touch every heart in this room. Father, if there's anything that that people are struggling with, anything that's going on in their life that they need to surrender to you, I ask you to give them boldness to come forward, boldness to get prayed for, boldness to leave it here, Father. Give them strength and courage to trust the family that's around them. Hmm. Father, we ask you to have your way in everything we do. Have your way in everything we do. We surrender to you right now. Father, let your love overflow our hearts. Hmm. Fill us up right now, Father. Fill us up right now, Father. Every void that we have from this world, Father, we ask you, fill that void right now. Hmm. Come on, Father. Courage and strength, Father. Come on, let's just go into some worship. Let's just kick it up a little bit. Father, I ask you to touch every heart. Father, for those that don't know you, for those that have no clue about who you are and how much you love them and they want to surrender that right now, Father, I pray you just touch them right now. Mm. Oh, touch them right now. Give them courage to come forward and talk to somebody. Mm. Oh, holy. Holy. 
Come on. Father, we break every chain that walked in this house. Everything that we were struggling with, Father, we declare freedom in this house today. Freedom in this house, Father. From insignificance, freedom from identity challenges. Mm. Freedom from trying to, to earn love. Come on. Holy is your name. Holy is your name. Come on, Father. Have your way right now. Clear our hearts. Yes, Lord. Come on. Come on, Father. Oh, freedom in this house. Come on. Let us shine, Father. Man, start a fire inside of us that won't stop burning. Light a fire in us that won't stop burning right now. Make the wrong things right. Yes, Lord, we love you. Come and have, have your way. way. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Yeah. Come on, we love you. Come and have Holy your is your name. Holy is your name. Holy come is your name. Your Holy way. is your name. Come, Ooh, come have on, Father. Holy is your name. Holy is your name. Come and have your way. 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 Holy is your name. Oh, we want freedom in this house. Freedom in this house. Chains break. Chains break, chains break. Come on. Holy is your name. Freedom break out. Come on. Holy is your name. Break Yes, come on. Cry out to him. Come on, right where you're at. Freedom break out Break our walls down Spirit break out Come and have your name we speak Jesus yes tear down the walls father come on spirit break here today carrying the same stuff you came in with drop it off return to sender don't take it with you whatever guilt shame 
Come on, you can have freedom this morning. That we are love. Yes, come on. Receive his love this morning. Receive, receive his love. Your truth. Yes, come on. Come we're on, Father. Loved by you. Infiltrate the hearts of this house right now. Light us up. Come on, holy. We receive your truth. Yes, Lord. Holy is your name. That we're adored Our by Lord. you. Holy is your name. Come on. Come on. Holy is your name, Lord. Holy is your name. Oh, holy is your name. I feel it in this room. Come on. Holy Spirit, move. when you have your way. Yes, come on. Come on, have your way. Something has to break. Yes, Lord. Tear down every lie. Yeah, come on, break it. Make the wrong thing. Come on. Because when you have your way, come on. Something has to break. Yes, Lord. I feel it in this room. Come on. Holy Spirit, Everything that's broken. Something has to break. Yeah. Tear down every lie. Yeah. Make the wrong thing right. Come on. This when you have your way. Yeah. Come on. Something has to break. We feel it.
every blockage tries to stop your move. Oh, break down walls, break down walls, break down our walls, break down our walls. Gonna kick down our walls, kick down our walls, kick down the walls. is what I will do in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on everybody and cause your sons and daughters to prophesy. And your young men will see visions and your old men will experience dreams from God. The Holy Spirit will come upon all my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. Come on. I will reveal startling signs and wonders in the sky above the mighty miracles of the earth below. Blood and fire and pillars of clouds will appear for the sun will be turned dark and the moon blood red before the great and awesome appearance of the day of the Lord. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Come on. I continually see the Lord in front of me. He is at my right hand and I am never shaken. Come on, guys. No wonder my heart is glad and my glory celebrates. My mouth is filled with his praises and I have hope where my body will live. Come on. Because you will not leave my soul among the dead, nor will you allow the sacred one to experience decay. For you have revealed to me the pathways to life. Hmm. And seeing your face fills me with euphoria. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Pour out 
I just believe if you're sitting there and you're praying for family members that aren't here, he's hearing this. I just keep getting that in my heart right now. That as we're praying for our families that aren't here, he's hearing every word. <laughs> and he says, they were mine before they were yours. <laughs> and I love them more than you could possibly love them. Hmm. So cast your fears and everything on him. Because he's got them. Come on. He's loving on them. Come on.